Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Everyone deserves a chance in the driver's seat. For GM and Revolt, that means leading the way on the road to an all-electric future and envisioning a world with zero crashes, zero tailpipe emissions, and zero congestion. GM's committed to making EVs accessible for everybody. That means you too. So what are you waiting for? GM's got the keys. You grab the wheel. Learn more about an all-electric future and the 000 initiative at GM.com. GM, everybody in. What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Bella Black, and I just jumped off the porch with Dirty Glove Bastard. All right, today we got Bella Black off the porch with us today. Hey, friend. What's going on, sir? No, I'm happy to be here. I'm a little parched. You gave me this. I just don't believe this water. It's like mountain water. What mountain will come from? The mountain of the bag. I don't know about this. The get money mountain. I'm a little parched, so I'm going to drink it. <laughs> I'm going to put it in the cook because, uh-uh. Ooh. It's such a pleasure to have you on the porch with us today. It's a pleasure to be here, shit. <laughs> Damn. For okay. sure. So tell me, what would you say, lesson-wise, that you learned 2021 that you were applying to 2022? You cannot have everybody in your circle. Mm. You cannot do that. And you have to be very, very, like, um, particular about, you know, having certain people around when you see certain signs. Take heed to it, you know. Don't just keep less shit. You know, just linger around. You can't do that because people sure. be crazy. Death can't do that. Mm-mm. So talk about coming up in the city of Atlanta. So I've been in Atlanta four years. I'm from Blakely, Georgia, which is a small town. Um, Blakely is like one middle school, one high, one elementary. Everybody know everybody. So when I came to Atlanta, it was like really different because it's like it's not like huge, but it is kind of spread out. Um, Atlanta just showed me a lot of different stuff. Like it's really like. It's really different here. <laughs> it's really what would you di- say is different? It's really different because it's like, before I moved here, I, I would think that like everybody had it, and this and the third, and oh my God, you had to be violent. And then when I got here, I was like, this shit is a bunch of smoke, a bunch of smoking mirrors. Like, it's some people that got it, but it's a lot of people that's, you know what I'm saying? Like, living fake- facade. Yeah, and, and I've partaken in those festivities. You know, sometimes <laughs> you have to, you know what I'm saying? You gotta yeah. do what you gotta do. But that was just different for me because where I'm from, it was okay, like, to be normal. And in Atlanta, it was just like everybody is, a, you know, a celebrity or whatever. So that's all. But other than that, it's cool. I'm parched than a motherfucker. I feel that. <laughs> so how would you describe your childhood coming up in Blakely, Georgia? So, like, coming up in Blakely, I grew up in a church. Mm. Um, my family is, like, a really close-knit family. So, like, every Sunday we had dinner out of my grandmother's house, like, immediately after church. Um, like I said, Blakely is small. Everybody literally knows everybody there. We got one middle school, one high elementary. Um, it was dope. Like we didn't have a lot of crime. Um, I don't know. It was like smaller country town. Yeah. So it was dope though. Like growing up, that was different. We uh, appreciate the small things a lot more because there ain't really much. Like we don't got no mall. We don't got no Walmart. You know, nothing like that. So, so where y'all shop at? You, you have to go to like Dothan, Alabama, thirty minutes away. So go to the store? Yeah. Like the mall and stuff like that. Now we got Piggly Wiggly, and I think they got Hardy's, Harvey's now, if I'm mm-hmm. not mistaken. 
But it's small in country. Like we still got confields and shit out there. And ride horses. <laughs> like my granddaddy got a lot of horses. It's small. So when would you say you jumped off the porch? I jumped off the porch when I was 16, 15, 16. I was doing the most friend. Well, you made me hot when you had asked that question. <laughs> oh, shit. So what would you say you Praise learned by jumping off the porch at such an early age? That I wasn't ready, but I didn't have time to get ready either. So it was just like you jumping off the porch and then, you know, it is what it is. Like a lot of shit changed, you know, at the age of 16. So it was just a lot of stuff <laughs> that went down. <laughs> For sure. So what would you say is the biggest life lesson you learned coming up? Um, to be patient and to make sure that no matter what, that you stay loyal to your vision and uh, just know that like we all start here and we end here, but a lot of people forget like that little middle space is what matters. Cause like that's where the life lessons are. That's where all the fun shit, the ups and downs, and you need those things. So that way when you get here, all this mud and shit that we done went through, when you're here, you know like, oh damn, yeah, I, I learned this lesson back then, or oh, I know this a snake, or I know this a rat, you know what I'm saying? Or this is an obstacle, I know how to like tackle those certain things. Cause if you jump straight from here to here, this little experience shit, when you get there, when any little thing happens, you be fucked up cause you didn't go through shit. So yeah. No, that's real. <laughs> so what inspired the move to Atlanta? I moved here for my career. And at the time I was living in Destin, Florida. Um, and I knew it's like, Destin is really nice, really beautiful, but like nothing's really going on there as far as like music and stuff like that. You know, people perform down there, but like ain't nobody, you know, it ain't, mm-mm. No, so I was no like, nah. So I was like, fuck it, I'ma just, I'ma like take this leap. And I drove and I had a, a dog and I got my Airbnb, I mean my, um, to my Airbnb, I got my U-Haul, put my car on the bed and drove up here. That's real. I had wanted to leave my dog on the side of the road. <laughs> but, I did, but I did it. And I had just got that dog. I had, cause I left my kids with my friend, you know, for like uh, two or three weeks for me to come to Atlanta and get, get on my feet and shit like that. So I just like, let me just get a little dog or whatever. And mm -mm, that little motherfucker was terrible. <laughs> I wanted to kick that bitch in the throat, but I ain't do it, Lord. Uh, my dog loves, I have a new dog. Yeah. I did give the dog back. For sure, you did right by the dogs. I was gonna let that bitch loose, you know what I mean? It would cause a lot of problems. <laughs> so when would you say you started making music? Um, I started making music since, you know, since I was a kid, you know what I'm saying? But like, I, um, I started in a group. So I guess you say like taking it seriously, maybe around like, I don't even want to put an age on it because I really can't remember. I had to be like 14, 15, something like that. Um, and I was in this group called Girl Power Gang, and it was me and this other girl named Sugar Brown, and we had other people in the group, whatever, but we was the main ones. Um, and we would like travel. We actually came to Atlanta. It was a club. I don't even know if it's still here. The Crow's Nest Megaplex so. or something like that. So we performed here. We uh, did a lot of stuff around Alabama and traveled a lot, and we was fire. I think I was a little boy back then, though. <laughs> what you mean? I was a little boy. What you mean you was a little boy? Think I was a little gay. <laughs> Not a lot. <laughs> Just a little bit. Oh, dear. Not a lot. So, what motivated you to start making music? Um, just, I didn't really have like a rough childhood, but I was very misunderstood as a child. I'm very misunderstood as a fucking adult now, but um, music like became my safe place, my diary. 
Um, what really triggered it was my mom bought us this little karaoke machine and Destiny Child had just came out with this like deluxe, whatever. And my mama bought it for us and then I was playing it and then I would like sing and play church at the same time with my sister mixing God up with fucking Destiny Child. I hadn't been doing it. <laughs> but it was funny and so we had a lot of fun and I was like, I think I can like, it was just something like that I felt like I could picture myself just being on that microphone and you know, just being in front of people, like the vision just started to be a little more clear, you know? So that's kind of how that went. That's yeah. real. So when would you say you decided to take it serious? Um, let's see. when I'm literally like two weeks before I moved here. Like I was taking it serious, but I was like in and out, in and out type shit. You know how life get, you be like, fuck mm. that shit, this shit ain't making me no money right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Fuck that drink. <laughs> but <laughs> at the same time, I knew that this is what I was gonna be doing, but I did get weary, you know what I'm saying, between or whatever. Um, so I guess you can say maybe around like 19, 20, something like that. That's real. And then my breakout breakout song, like I was in a relationship with a dude, and that bitch had pissed me off, friend. And I had made a song. Yeah. And I was lying in the song because I wasn't dating nobody. <laughs> but I was lying like I was. And I was like, I like the way this shit real. So I was like, fuck that bitch, I'm gonna get a key right, fuck that shit. <laughs> Yeah, we photo. Yeah. And so I ain't gonna lie. Like, I take my hurt and anger and I put, I don't know if that's okay. Like, I don't know if that's okay. But like, when people, when stuff happens to me, that's like ammo. You know what I'm saying? Like, I use that to push. So in the back of my head, I'll be like, I'm gonna make this motherfucker hurt. Whether it's a person that cut me off in traffic or a nigga that I used to date or an old teacher. You know, I just use all of that shit to like push me to go like, 10 times farther. No, real, for real. Yeah. So let's talk about going viral on TikTok. Okay. How did you transition to TikTok? Um, so during COVID, I was bored at the Creole couldn't do shit. And I thought that, that the world was finna end and God was taking us out. And I was like, you know, let me figure something out to do. So my producer was like, you should try to do TikTok. And I remember getting on there. Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. And getting like no likes. I was like, they ain't fucking with me up here. I'm not finna do this stupid ass shit. And I would call my producer, I'm like, bro, I'm not doing this shit. And so he was like, just stick to it, stick to it. And so I did skits and all that, none of that shit worked. So one day I just posted this random video starting at my feet and like going up to my head and the video went viral. And so I was like, oh my God, we gotta do this shit again. So of course, you know, we'd be like, when shit working out, now you swell you down, mm -hmm. you help or whoever the fuck, Holly Berry, Beyonce. You know, oh yeah, this shit working. So I just kept doing it and then um, my stuff just continued to go viral. And then I dropped my single booty 
and booty just went crazy um, on TikTok. And that took me from 50,000 followers to 1 million from March of last year to October. By, by the time um, October the first was here, I was at a million followers. And March the 16th or the 17th, I was at 50K. And it just went crazy. So like just being consistent and finding a niche on TikTok, like I see a lot of people doing a bunch of different stuff that didn't work for me. What worked for me was like having a niche and then my single and coming up with that challenge and doing that shit like every day, all day, everywhere. in Walmart, wherever the fuck we was at, the dollar store, the hair store, barbershop, hair salon, wherever we were. Um, me and a few girls were always doing it and then people just started to pick up on it and that shit would get 20, 30 million, 40 million views. So That's what's up. Yeah, then I had to start getting paid. I was yeah. getting richer than a motherfucker. <laughs> they weren't paying me a lot though, but I was happy. I was paid <laughs> you were making some money. Yeah. So how did that make you feel to know that your hard work was finally starting to pay off? You want to know the honest God truth? Yeah. I still knew there was like more work to be done. So I celebrated it, but I, I still was like, okay, now how can I do this again? Like, can I do this again? Can I, you know, can this be more? Like, how can I, um, like, amplify it? So, but I was excited because that was like my first time ever really going viral on any platform. So. That's real. Yeah, it was dope. But that's not the only biggest thing you've done. You open up for them likes of Young, Drove, Future, yeah. 2 Chains, et cetera. Yeah. So how does that make you feel like to know like you're a woman out here holding your own? That was dope. It was different, um, especially like opening up for them. It was just super different because like those were at the time some of the biggest crowds that I did and some of the biggest crowds that I worked with and performed in front of. And even to this day, I still get nervous before I go on stage. Like I completely shut down. I have to like pray and get my mind right and zone out. I have to go to this like euphoric place. And I only go to that place three times, like when I'm in the shower when I'm writing or whenever I'm about to perform. And so I have to like, it's like an out of body experience for me. So it was insane. That's it was, real. It was dope. What was it like receiving the calls for those type of opportunities? Uh, I used to think it was all a lie. Like, I was like, these people <laughs> playing with me. They're playing with me, they're playing with me, but they wasn't, so it was dope. It worked out yeah. for you. What advice would you give a woman watching this interview right now? Do what works for you. And like, don't compare yourself to the next woman. And don't compare yourself to the next nigga. And don't strive to be the best female artist. Just strive, strive to be the best artist, period. Like, I hate to be put in a box. I hate yeah. to be like, oh, she a fire female artist. No, bitch. I'm a fire female. <laughs> I'm a fire artist, period. Yeah. Now I'm a female. But I'm a fire artist. You a fire artist who so happen to be a female. Yeah. I, I didn't ask God, let me be a girl. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Whatever. That's real. Glad he did, though, because if I was a man, I probably, I don't know if I would be. What type of man you think I don't know, be? friend. I just don't know. I don't. I don't know. I know. I, I don't know. I ain't even going to go that route because they're going to try to blame me. <laughs> so I ain't doing it. <laughs> so what is it that you want listeners to take from your music? Um, that it's okay to talk about you. You know what I'm saying? It's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to allow people to come into your world. Um, they're going to judge you anyways. You know what I'm saying? So like, just be you. Don't, 
don't try to stick in or be stuck in a box. It's okay to do different shit. Like, and never let anybody tell you, oh, that's not going to work. Because a lot of times they're only speaking on what's going to work for them. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, they don't know. I mean, we, it's something new every day. It's people go viral for the dumbest of shit every day. So, like, don't never be stagnant. Don't ever be intimidated. I always do you. As long as you got faith in what you're doing, none of that other shit matters. Like, oh, that's real, real, real. But let's yeah. talk about this new single, Water Down. Oh, Water Down is insane. Um, I actually wrote Water Down two years ago. And this is when I knew that I was ahead of my time. You know, there's no reason that I wrote this motherfucking song two years ago and sat on it this long. But again, it goes into knowing timing, preparation, uh, being patient, you know what I'm saying? Shit like that. But Water Down was produced by my um, producer, Epic Pro. He's a sign of Sony. Grammy-nominated, multi-platinum producer. Um, and when I heard it, I knew that it was gonna require time. And I had to sit with that song. And I rewrote that song a million times because I knew the message that I wanted to give. But at the same time, I wanted to make sure that people would receive it and that it was general enough that a child could understand it, but in cold enough that if you know what I'm talking about, then you know what I'm talking about, so. No, yeah. that's real. Yeah. <laughs> How would you describe working with legendary producer Bangladesh? Uh, first of all, I love Bangladesh. Um, I actually met him on set for a video shoot for Lil Baby. And I remember like walking up to him and giving him my phone and telling him to follow his stuff on Instagram. And he did not follow me back immediately. <laughs> And I was pissed, <laughs> like, but I had to understand, like, he's more of an observer. Like, he wanted to see, you know, like, is this girl worth even following? And I get that now. Um, so he finally fucking followed me. And <laughs> he would, like, slowly, like, comment, you know, um, you know, just congratulating me or different things like that. And then one day I just hopped in his DM. I was like, yo, I'm ready to work. Like, what are we doing? And I linked up with him. We went to the studio. No, I linked up with him first, and we talked. We didn't even work at first. We talked for like five or six hours just talking. And then I went back the second time and we got in the studio for a long time. <laughs> like we were in there for a long time. And it was dope. And he is just super dope, super genuine person. Um, I just appreciate everything that he's done for the culture. You know, same as my producer, but he has done a lot of shit, you know, from yeah. Ludacris to Wayne to just, you know, a bunch of stuff that even to today, you know, he makes timeless music, period. You can't yeah. take that away from him. And, you know, it was just super dope That's to be working so. with him. Yeah. So well, we viral on TikTok. We working with Bangladesh. We also in movies though, right? Yeah. Let's talk about these movie roles now. So I'm in a movie called Sin. Um, hopefully it'll be coming out within the next month and a half. I'm really, really ready for y'all to see it. Lou Gossett Jr. is in the movie with me. Um, Johnny Blaze, Angel Love, Shiggy, Rip Michaels from Wildin' Out. And I'm Sin, so I can't <laughs> stop saying that, bitch. I'm Sin. <laughs> yeah, that's me. And it was dope, but what's insane is that I got the call from a guy in prison about the role. And my old landlord was really good friends with this guy and she told him I wanted to get in acting. I've never acted before outside of TikTok. And um, he called me one day and he was like, hey, this is so-and-so, we got a role for you, da-da-da. I'm like, stop playing on my fucking phone. Who the fuck is this? Cause it was the high you have a collect call from. <laughs> Who in the fuck? Like, wait, y'all niggas is playing. So I, I'm like, all right, whatever. So I called my producer, cause I'm really close to my producer. I'm like, bro, these people, I don't know about this. He's like, just, Hear it out. I'm like, all right. So then 
Dana Dane called me the legendary, you know. And I'm like, bro, what the fuck is going on? Like, all these people, y'all are playing. So he sends me the, um, he sends me the sides. I read them. I don't get to my role. They gave it to somebody else. We get on set. And I end up getting the main role for sin. So that's why I tell people like, patient, you know? But the original role that I had was a short role. I mean, it was only a few words, but I ended up being able to have- More lines. Yeah, and being one of the main characters in it. So that was dope. And I'm that's just excited, up. super excited. Super excited for that as well. <laughs> yeah, I like that. To Deep be honest, Brown, bitch. let's pop it. Say yeah. it with me, Deep Brown, let's do it. One, two, two three. three. Deep, deep Brown. Brown. Yeah, it's a Deep Brown, bitch, a Deep Brown. But I am black, you know? Um, and But it's I say that when they say stuff like, oh, what if she turn off the lights and you don't see her? You could turn off the lights and I still can't see you, you know? Like, yeah. so it doesn't matter, you know what I'm saying? But it's just I had to learn not to clap back. Um, and I wasn't really clapping back for me. I would clap back because I had little girls that looked up to me. I had grown ass women that were insecure about their skin color, insecure about the way that they look, being too dark, being picked on. Um, and I know that they didn't have the voice because they would cry to me, you know, and I respond, I'm very hands on with my fans, you know. So I see stuff, I might not respond to everything because some of the stuff is ignorant, but a lot of the stuff that's worth responding, I do respond to. So when I would be on live or in comments, yeah, I'm clapping back, not for me, but for them because I have to let them know you don't have to tolerate that. Now you don't have to cuss everybody out. God is still working on me. Who needs an alarm in the morning? When McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles. And a breakfast cutoff. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Because you'll be a bitch in a, in a minute. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But your mama, grandma, auntie, I run down the line. I ain't there yet. I ain't there yet. <laughs> working on. But um, I did that to show them, you know, like, you don't have to tolerate that. And, and if you're going to cry, do that shit in private. You don't let no motherfucker know that you done pissed you off. Yeah. Don't let them know that they got to you. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't do that. Because once they see that you're weak in that aspect, they're going to continue to do that. Fuck that. You get your ass home. You cry your motherfucking ass. Your eyes out. I don't give a fuck about none of that. But in front, don't you let nobody know how bad they hurt you. And so I just had to, like, be that person for them. So it's always different. And I do. I think that sometimes... Um, it could get in the way. I'm not gonna say I feel like it could get in the way, but I do know it's been times where I've had mental conversations with myself and I'm like, damn, it's a lot of light-skinned girls in the industry. Like, uh, is it gonna be room for you? I've been through that. I think that um, I heard Amaretta talking about it in one of her interviews and it's a conversation that a lot of people feel like doesn't, deserve, doesn't uh, deserve to be spoke about, but bitch, it's a real thing. It's, it's a real thing. Right. Now, nobody's crying because I don't give a fuck because if it's just a thousand fans that, and they doing what the fuck they supposed to do, they gonna, I'm still gonna be fine, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, it's like, don't put that barrier there and it's not there. And I feel like whenever people talk about it in a negative manner, then it creates a barrier and make it okay for people to say or you know certain things whenever blogs post people saying oh they don't fuck with dark-skinned people like it's it ain't that deep you know it's a conversation they're human motherfuckers fart and y'all make it a big deal it ain't yeah. chill okay <laughs> like it's okay that it's okay <laughs> nah for real so yeah that's real 
No, you said some real, 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 real encouraging words right there. I hope every woman that watches this interview and look up to you receive them words because I have a sister who's dark skin as well. Yeah, it's and a I real gotta thing. pour that into her as well. Like you a beautiful girl. Yeah, and, and if you ever need me to talk to her, call time. I slap ass on the back of the neck. Get, <laughs> get it together. You alright? Cause we go through that. You know, we really do. We really, we really do. I was at a um a video shoot one time and uh, one of the artists, and it's a major artist. I'm not gonna say his name, but. Um, they pulled me from the front of the video shoot to the back, and they said because they would have to um, adjust lighting. And at the time, I was I didn't know about what the fuck you meant by that. I'm like, hold on, bitch, what you what you <laughs> motherfucker say? Okay. Yeah. But what it was was that it was a bunch of white girls, a bunch of brighter tone girls in the front, and they had already had the lighting set. And so I guess with me being right there, it probably threw it off a little more. I don't know about that kind of shit, but that did bother me a little bit. But I didn't let them know. But I did go to the bathroom, I had to give myself a pep talk. Not not to cry, but not to cuss them the fuck out. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Cause bitch, what you fuck? Cause you know, you, you know, doing? people be mad when we don't understand stuff. Yeah. We be like, well, hold the fuck up. Then they explain. Oh, okay. You still full of shit though. But <laughs> all right, okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> yeah. So let's That's talk fine. about your jewelry line. Uh, so I have a pearl line called Bella's Pearls. I make them myself. All handmade. So. Um, Minus the rings, like everything that you see me wearing, I made all my jewelry. I don't have a separate page for it because I don't got that kind of time. But if y'all just go on Bella Black, my page, bitch, DM me. I will make you some motherfucking pearls. And I made men pearls too because men be wearing pearls too. For sure. That so what else you classy. working on? I'm working on that. I'm about to drop a new single that is insane. I have some exclusive news. I probably shouldn't even say this, but I'm going to say it in motherfucking way. I have a feature coming with Tank. I have a feature coming with Bambi, and I'm really excited about it. Um, I've been writing for some dope artists, having conversations with a few major labels, um, and I'm just super excited. Like, a lot of things are working out, finally. Um, and I can honestly say, like, about two weeks ago, I was like, fuck it, this shit is taking a long time. You know, when you've been working that stuff for a long time, you begin to look a little different. Like, nah, I ain't not God, nah. You know? <laughs> What's the whole up? Yeah, what's the motherfucker hold up now? Them damn paid ties and all, and then I ain't at the club no more. You better figure it out, cause I, you know. But you gotta keep the faith, yo. For sure. You do, and it, it be like that. Right when you about to give up, shit be like. It hit the van for yeah, you. Yeah, you be like, oh shit. You be talking to God like, bro, I know you had me, nah, bitch. You thought I didn't have you. Yeah, I did. I died at you, bro. But it's it's cool. Just for that one time. It's just cause thing got a little sprain. I've seen it, you know. For sure. Any last words and shout outs? Um, again, I want to give a shout out to my producer, Epic Pro. I want to give a shout out to my photographer, Zero. Um, my kids, I love y'all. A crazy shout out to Lodo Gang. Um, every time I drop posters, y'all sell the motherfuckers out, bitch, and keep doing it because we got some hot motherfuckers posts on the way. And it's L O T O G A N G dot com. Um, and shout out to y'all, Dirty Glove Astor, for having a real bitch on here. You know for sure. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. <laughs> what, friend? You just a little fun. <laughs> no, you a lot of fun. Really? I don't yeah. be trying to be I love your that. personality. I swear to God, I don't, I don't know. Y'all be saying that. I, I just be. You be chilling. Yeah. yeah. That's it. This, so this you are 25 8. Yeah. I like that. You think so? I love it. Mm hmm. 
might be a lot for some people, but I ain't for everybody. When you blow up, you got to come back and fuck with me. I'm fucking with you. You going with me? Yeah. You ain't going nowhere when oh, we yeah. blow up. Yeah. We. Yeah, I like that. French. I speak French. Yeah, because yeah, you might. What happen if you do? And then I'm be like, <laughs> nigga, don't fucking forget. I'm going to sign this little thing, too. <laughs> I got you. Y'all need to paint over that so I can put my name in. <laughs> I got we you, We ain't gonna son. do it like that. This was amazing. I like the porch. Thank you, Miss Black. Don't y'all got a little rocket chair? Y'all got a rocket chair? No, we don't. We need one. Y'all need a rocket chair. Y'all yeah. don't from the country. We rock, rock chair, a little plum tree. Yeah. That, that means it's time for us to go. <laughs> but no, nah, we appreciate having you on the porch. Thank you. This for was sure. dope. I don't mind doing a word of favor. Drip it down, drown, fuck them all, bottom into the table. Look at the difference now, on high and late. Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before.